of November, Larry Flint. You know who that is? Larry Fit, Flint. Sounds somebody with Detroit. Turns, how old do you think? Oh, he's got to be 92. 74. There's two things I do not want to hear Roseanne Barr do, man. That's either play tennis or bang, because that voice is just nasty. How old do you think she is? Oh, she's got to be 57. 64. Welcome to The Flex. Now broadcasting from the Fantasy Sports Studios, here are your hosts of the flagship podcast, Chris Jakes and Jeff Kelly. Welcome to the Week 8 Recap Show. Chris Jakes alongside Jeff Kelly. Jeff, how you doing, man? Doing a lot better than my fantasy teams did this week. Dude, same here, man. Dude, it's been rough. If there's anything I'm going to take away from Week 8, man, it's going to be that Everything that we've known about these NFL teams through the past four or five years, man, just scrap that, throw that shit out the window because, man, it's a whole new NFL right now, man, and everybody's got a clean slate. Man, there's nothing you can take from years past to carry over into 2017. It seems like it's been a weird week or a weird season for NFL fantasy, and, man, it just gets weirder and weirder as we go here. Jeff, you got any takeaways from week eight? Probably going to have to agree. Yeah. Any of the first-rounders picked in and do well this week. Almost 100% positive on that. Oh, I know, man. And this is going to be a tough one, man, but let's dive right into it real quick, I guess. Nostradamus or Nostral Dumbass? All right, man. So Nostro Dumbass is definitely more accurate in this segment, Nostradamus or Nostro Dumbass, man. There, was a lot, there were a lot of dumbass calls, I think, on both our parts here. T.Y. Hilton, of course, man, comes to mind. That was just terrible, man. We thought he'd have a big day. I did predict the score down to a T, man. I was right calling Cincinnati 24, Colts 23, and I thought that 10.5-point line was way too big. A.J. Green, we were both a little high on. He did save you guys with a touchdown, but, man, we were expecting bigger things than that for sure. More than Mac. Good call by me. Uh, my initial bold prediction as a top 15 running back held true when we were going really bold. I jumped him up the top 10, so that was no good. But top 15, my original one, held solid, man. Held solid. You had a good call on the Bears' defense, keeping the Saints in check. You also had a good call on uh, Mark Ingram. I was a little low on Mark, in Mark Ingram going against the Bears' D. And when it comes to the Raiders' backfield, I like Jalen Richard a little bit better than DeAndre Washington. And, man, you were right. DeAndre Washington, PPR, man. He was a PPR machine in that one. And then you got some... Some a-hole, man, Ala Wale, whoever, man, just vulturing touchdowns back there. and uh, Man, it was just a mess. Mess of a week, man. And a few other ones we hit on and did not hit on. Jarek McKinnon, we both thought he would be pretty good against the Cleveland Browns. You liked McKinnon a little bit more than I did because I thought Murray would get a little bit of play. That Browns rush defense is real. Yeah, dude, and Murray is not for real, man. That, that was total, total uh, out of the norm for him last week in week seven. I told you I called out that game plan was to be more of a rush style. Yep, and I thought Keenan Allen would go for about eight catches, 91 yards, and, man, he disappointed as well. I was going 10 as, for as 100. most people in San Diego, or Los Angeles. Huh? I went 10 for 100. He yeah. did not do great at all. Yeah, Travis Benjamin was on his way to a big game. Still had a pretty big game, but, man, that's safety. And we'll get to, we'll get to that Patriots-Chargers game in a little bit here, but, man, just not what I'm used to seeing, man, especially this far in the seasons. There's still so many, so many, so much inconsistency, man. Anyways, let's kick things off with the fantasy recap. 
Fantasy Recap. And let's start with the Thursday night game real quick. We touched a little bit on this on uh, Friday's show. But Miami shut out against Baltimore, man, 40 to nothing. Yep. Oh, and, man, you were right. I guess Matt Moore is not the answer in Miami. I thought he'd be better than Jay Cutler. But, man, he is terrible. He's terrible, and he's been there for a while, man. Been there for a while. I do think Cutler has a good game coming up, though. But We'll talk about that. Well, yeah, real quick, though. Jay Cutler... Is he's coming back. He's coming back, I think, next week is what they're saying, week nine. Yep. So what does that mean for Kenny Stills? You think Kenny Stills is going to have more value? Because when Cutler was in there, the last couple of weeks with Parker out, man, Stills was a pretty damn good fantasy Parker's option. Parker's supposed to come back, they said, so I think that puts a hurt on Kenny Stills. I'm a little concerned about Parker coming back, but, yeah, I think once Parker does, I think Stills will take a hit for sure. Only safe play on Miami is Landry in a PPR, I feel. But obviously you have a Jai, you're playing him just because – You'll be pissed if you sit him and he rushes for the buck fifty and two touchdowns. Yeah, if you can't trade a Jai, I guess you're stuck starting him. But man, yeah. what a disappointment he's been, huh? Yeah, you could feel comfortable playing Alex Collins and Ravens defense. Other than that, don't play anybody on them. I think Buck Allen still holds some value in PPR leagues, but I agree that Collins is definitely the the guy to own. But even I'd be hesitant to play him week to week, man, because he's still splitting work with Buck Allen, and I think yeah. it's all dependent on game flow. And if the Ravens are up, that that seems to be when they run him more often. And I'm not sure how many games the Ravens are going to be up, especially if Flacco's a no-go for Week 9 and uh, Ryan Malice is starting back there. Yeah, we'll touch on that later in the week when we find out more. All right, man. Yep, we'll recap the uh, London game here. Sunday morning, 9.30, had the Minnesota Vikings playing the Cleveland Browns. And Adam Thielen, who leads the league in receiving yards, finally finds the end zone on this one. Finally. Yeah, man. Had himself a nice little game there. He's a top receiver. He's a top 10 PPR receiver with all the yards accumulates he weeks. If he get an end zone here and there, he's going he's to finish top 10 PPR easy. He he is, man. He, he's he's a really good receiver. I like him a lot. You know, yeah, he's leading the league in, in recept, receiving yards. But, man, on a week-to-week basis, though, he's not like a top 10 guy, though. You know what I mean? I know it's weird. It, it wasn't it's fine, a little bizarre. He wasn't finding the end zone. Now he found the end zone this week. He'll be he'll be a top guy. Yeah, he finished number seven this week so far, heading into the Monday night game. And Stephon Diggs, nothing going on there. Jarek McKinnon had a huge game. Uh, yeah. Over twenty fantasy points for you guys. Six for seventy-two. Yeah, man, Receiving. solid again. And then he had fifty rushing and a touchdown. So I feel like with him coming up, I believe they're on a bye this week. So. You don't got to worry about anybody playing them this week. No, you don't. I like don't. those guys, though, going forward. I think Thielen, you feel safe every week, and I, I like McKinnon and PPR leagues. What about Case Keenum, man? He finished number seven quarterback this week. Do you think he, he's worth owning if you uh, have Marcus Mariota or Matt Ryan, one of these quarterbacks who have just been underperforming? Maybe. He's someone you could keep a matchup based. If they play a bad team, I think you can play him. But it, it's just hard to sit, even though we're both down on Matt Ryan now. It's hard to sit Matt Ryan. Because you know the game you sit him, he's going to come out and throw for 404 TDs. But well, I, I think guess floor-wise, you're going to get better at Case Keenum. I think it's hard to sit Matt Ryan if he's playing like the San Francisco 49ers, but he's not playing them every week, man. I think you can go ahead and sit Matt Ryan's ass on the bench, man. I think he's garbage. He is not the same guy. Last year was an outlier. I'll say that. Well, let's, we'll touch base when we get to the Falcons. Crowell had the best game of the season for him. Finally. Yeah, but I'm not putting any stock into that. I mean, go figure. It's against the Minnesota Vikings defense, you know, who's pretty damn good, one of the top five defenses in the league. Duke Johnson. I mean, none of those guys really did much. Duke Johnson left the game with an injury. Yep. But yep. that was in the fourth. He'll be fine. Kyager David Njoku. Once again. And David Njoku, man, real quick. Man, 
that dude does not have the best hands, man. There was two drop balls. He could have had a pretty decent day if he could catch the damn football, man. There's a couple plays down the sideline, which would have been like 30-yard gains, man, that he just flat-out missed. Yeah, you're right on that. He dropped. He missed a couple of those balls. I just think they also played the best defense in football. You know who's a real dickhead? Deshaun Kaiser. He's horrible. Man, yeah, not only is he horrible, and he talks so much crap, man, going into the draft, saying he was the perfect combination of Cam Newton and Tom Brady. Like, if they had banged, that would be the product. Man. Yeah, oh a retard. Because if two guys have a kid, they're a retard. They're <laughs> he is right. He's the perfect kid. Everybody knows you never go full retard. You went full retard, man. I told him blew the call on the 49ers. He blew the, the Eagles when I had said that was a trap game. Ah, uh, yes. Looked like I was the trap. Yeah, man, that was... I think we can both say that we're surprised Wins underperformed. He didn't do great. He still finished. Thought. He still finished as the eighth quarterback in fantasy, but that's just bad when you only throw for two eleven interception, two touchdowns, and you're the eighth quarterback. That just has a bound week for quarterbacks. Oh, it was a t- horrible week. Aside from Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, man, th- the three down, the eighteen point seven points was enough to be the third best fantasy quarterback for week eight, man. Just crazy. But uh, Deshaun Kaiser, the real quick on why he's a dickhead, man. All right, so he he ran in for a touchdown, right? And that dude is celebrating like he just won the damn Super Bowl. I mean, has it gotten to a point where he's just so damn bad that I guess you got to find a silver lining in something? But my goodness, man, when he was celebrating like an a-hole, I was like, you got to be kidding me. You're getting your ass is whooped, and you're celebrating like a, like a donkey. I mean, my goodness, man, he was just – I was like, man, somebody needs to just go get in Dominican Sue and have him choke that quarterback out, man, because, man, he was just – it just pissed me off, man. It, it pissed me off, man. He's, he's, what a little bitch he is, man. Deshaun Kaiser. Dick of the week. He's a dickhead. I'm so thankful I didn't draft him in Dynasty, man. So yeah, thankful. Yeah, he sucks. He's garbage. Oh, man. All right, moving on to the next game here. Let's go hit on Carolina and Tampa, because this one was, was a shocker for me, man. Jameis Winston is the epitome of Jekyll and Hyde, man. Shows up one week, 34 points, just three fantasy points the next week. Offense looks stagnant, man. Mike Evans, can't trust him. I was kind of down on him in the preseason. I thought he still finished the year as a wide receiver one on the backside, like around number 10. I just thought it wasn't sustainable. Last year, he got 147 targets, and his catch rate, his percentage of catches to targets was like uh, it was low. It was like right around 50%. Yeah, I thought he was going to be better this year with having Jackson and Howard there. Another year of break in the system. Missed that one a little bit. Still early, though. Well, it's not too early, man. We're, on, we're at the halfway point, man. Hard I hate to, to say this. He disappointed you. Bray disappointed you. Really, the only consistent guy who's not getting enough play is Martin, man. He rushed for another another good over four yards of carry. Just, I feel like if the, the Bucks can get a lead and you have Martin, you're playing him, you're going to get a nice game. But 18 for 71 and a catch. Yeah. It sucks. You can't get a game flow going where you can run him a little bit more. Yeah, and another Jekyll and Hyde team is the Panthers in this one. I mean... Cam Newton, he can either be like the, the best fantasy quarterback for you one week and he can be the worst for you the next week. I, I mean, Cam Newton, man, his stat line, 18 of 32, 154 yards, one touchdown, one pick, 44 yards and 11 carries, and he was good enough for 12.6 fantasy points against the Bucks, man. Yeah, disappointing. I thought he was going to have a good game against the Bucks, especially with that, uh, with that bad defense. Yeah, and then look at – when you're leading receivers – you're running back, and he only has five catches for 49 yards. It's just yeah, something obviously right. something's not going good there. 
Yeah, Kelvin Benjamin bailed you out with uh, 9.9 points. He found the end zone on that one. Cam, Cam saved himself with a touchdown in near yeah. the middle in fourth quarter. If not, he would have been bad play. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, man, just, uh, you know, I think the Saints are going to run, run away with that division. Story they don't finally look found that the end either. zone. Other than that, only guy I'm probably starting there is, I think you have to start Cam, especially next week with everybody on bye. And you had to start him this week. You know, I was a big believer in Cam, but he's uh, disappointed me so far. But, you know, I'm going to ride him out. I think he turns it around still. And uh, I feel safe starting McCaffrey every week still in a PPR league. Yeah, I agree. I agree with McCaffrey. Although I, I do think he's more of a flex. Yeah, I think he's downgrade to a flex. All right, how about this game right here, man? This one was a little surpriser because the Jets, man, had this game in hands until late. But the Falcons and the Jets, man, Matt Ryan, who we hit on just for a second there, Another dreadful performance for him. Josh McCown actually finished as the fourth best quarterback in fantasy. Is that somebody you would own? Like consistent and start oh, consistently? Oh, man, I feel like I think he's proved it. He's somebody you got to, I think, pick up and add him to your team. I think he, especially bye weeks, I think he's a fill-in. Yeah, I agree. It almost, look at the past couple of weeks, I feel like he's done better than uh, our boy Breeze. He has, man. That's it's it's such a weird. It's been such a weird year, man. A weird fantasy year this year. That's what I'm saying, man. You gotta just scrap everything we think we know out the window and just start over, man. Just look at it for what it is, because man, there's some other game. I'm gonna talk about this more when we get to uh, one of my biggest shockers of the week here. But hitting on the the Jets and Falcons still, man. Julio Jones, another disappointing game after he finally had a pretty productive game against the Patriots in Week Seven. Super disappointing. Yeah. What do you think about Julio going forward, man? Is he – I mean, obviously, he's somebody going to start every single week, but – It's almost like – question for you. Would you rather start Sanu or Julio? It seems like Sanu's getting targeted more. He's got more – they have the same yard yesterday, but he had six catches in the touchdown. He doubled, he doubled them up in points. Yeah, he did. I wonder if Julio's hip is, bo- is really bothering him because it kind of – you know, it affected – a few weeks ago when they announced that he was dealing with a little bit of a hip flexor there and then – it kind of just went away. No, no injury designation anymore or anything. Yeah. But I wonder if that's kind of lingering, man. Either that or just Matt Ryan just been that bad. I don't know. Matt Ryan did have a decent. I think he he finished okay yesterday. He still threw for over two fifty and two TDs. Just just to put it in perspective for Compared you. Compared to last year, that's garbage. Yeah, Freeman I mean, was, was good. disappointment big time. Coleman outplayed him hugely. Matt Ryan was good enough to finish one spot ahead of Deshaun Kaiser for the week. How about that? That's it. Yeah. Just one spot ahead of Kaiser, man. He had 15 points for the week. But, yeah, just just I just can't believe this Atlanta Falcons offense and their defense, too, man. Their defense has played well at times. But overall, as a whole, man, that whole team is just in a down year. Hitting on the Jets real quick, man. Robbie Anderson had a big game in this one. And, you know, he's on the waiver wire, man. Is that somebody you're targeting on the waiver wire that somebody should look at? Yeah, I said he'd be a good play in uh, daily. But uh, Robbie Anderson, I think he's starting to come back around because last year he finished really strong and, we thought he'd be like a wide receiver 3-4 this year. So I think he's getting close to that where we thought. Wide receiver 3 moving forward. We'll see how he, uh, his production keeps increasing. If he keeps doing pretty solid plays, he, he could end up, end up finding a way into your starting lineup. Rest of the year, who would you rather have, Javon Curse or Robbie Anderson? I like Anderson's upside better. I like Curse a little bit better, just the experience. Um, so let me ask you about Julio real quick too, man. Who would you rather have, Julio or Will Fuller rest of the year? I got to go Julio. Yeah, you got to go I Julio. I Julio still has a couple big games this year. It's just hard with Julio's play-up matchups when he has the Saints twice. 
It if is. Atlanta can get a couple stay in the division fight and they're playing the Saints near the end of the year, those could be actually shootout games in the dome. I agree. All right, man, let's move on to the bet of the week here, which was the Colts taking on the Bengals in Cincinnati. Jacoby Brissett, not too bad for you, man, not too shabby. 233 yards, two touchdowns. Good enough for 15.9 fantasy points uh, in this one here. Marlon Mack, pretty pretty good performance from out of him. Finishes as a as a fifth is the fifteenth best running back in fantasy. And T. Y. Hilton, man, a guy that we were both high on, thought this was the perfect week for him to just light up the Cincinnati Bengals, and that did not happen. Instead, it was Jack Doyle, man. What do you make of Jack Doyle going forward? I think it was the game because he's a lot better than the Bengals linebackers. I could say I wouldn't feel comfortable with playing. Well, I guess you got to play Jack Doyle now these days with all the injuries. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to see. Maybe hopefully that'll open up for T.Y., but I think T.Y. is getting close to droppable without Andrew Luck. Yeah, he, he's he's somebody you got to start in a matchup, and I thought that was a good matchup for him. But, man, it's it's really hit or miss. I think with all those guys, every single one of them. It's yeah, tough. what a disappointment draft on T.Y. this year. People hoping Luck will come back week four. You're yeah, done. if you have Ty and you wasted a second or third pick on him, your your team's probably not looking great right now. Yeah, that sucks, man. You know what? In, into the preseason too, man. When I thought, when I heard back in late July that Andrew Luck was going to be ready for, if not week one, by week two of the NFL season, and I was thinking, okay, Ty Hilton, who had a hell of a year last year, his touchdown numbers were low. I think he finished with six touchdowns at the end of 2016. But man, I was like. If he can just increase his touchdown numbers by like two or three, two or three, if he gets eight or nine touchdowns for this year, he's going to be right there with Antonio Brown finishing for the best receiver in the league as far as fantasy production. But man, this whole Andrew Luck saga and all that crap, and this, it's just been a terrible year for the Colts and, and T.Y. Hilton. Uh, just terrible. Yeah. On the, on the Bengals side of the ball, I'm, I'm calling this one right now, man. I'm saying all the Bengals running backs – I'm dropping every single one of them. I think Marvin Lewis is a, is a dumbass. I think he's as dumb as they come. That mf does not change or game plan. He does not. It seems like he doesn't know what the hell is going on, man. Not only does that not have his team prepared, Andy Dalton fourth down, throw it out of bounds last week. But, man, Joe Mixon, who looked like he was going to have a decent day, but like always, man, he just vanishes. Just vanishes. He had that one long catch, and they stopped playing him. I'm, I don't know what happened there. You know who Joe Mixon is? He's Reggie Bush when Bush is with the Saints. He's not a so. very good running back. Maybe he'll become that. Maybe if he goes to Detroit like Bush did, maybe he'll do okay. But, man, catching on the backfield, though, is something he can do. But I'm done with Mixon. I think he was way overrated, way overvalued going into the NFL draft and fantasy drafts. Man, I don't know. This, yeah, this, disappointment. This, yeah, it reminds me like Maurice Claret. Like the dude uh, had a great freshman year at Ohio State, you know, and Mixon did the same his freshman year of college. And it just looks like he, like Claret, man, he just wasn't ready to to come out. I mean, I know he missed time for that whole, you know, domestic assault incident and all that at the bar where he knocked some girl out. Yeah, they said he'd have been a drop top draft pick if that didn't happen. Good thing that happened. <laughs> like, not, you know what I mean? I yeah, mean, I know what Not a good mean. thing that he knocked the girl mean. out, but <laughs> what I'm saying is a good thing he got dropped in the draft because people would have been like, man, it stinks we picked this guy so high. Yeah, right, right. Not not a good thing you punched the girl. You know what I meant. I know what you meant, man. I know what you meant. AJ Green disappointment saved the day by a touchdown. Yeah. Crazy thing is Dalton still t- threw for two forty and two TDs. Yeah, no, he actually did. He finished the top he five fantasy quarterback. 
which is crazy. He's he got AJ Green's got to get more play. Croft is starting to emerge, I think, as a nice little uh, tight end option in PPR leagues. Who is Croft? Oh, Tyler Croft. Yeah, no, he is. He definitely is. I think with this, the way Tyler Croft's playing, as young as he is, I think they could move on from Tyler Eifert. They could. I'd like to see them use more two tight end sets, but Marvin Lewis is just so damn caveman. He does not what the hell he's doing. I don't think he's ever going to adjust to do something like that, but I don't think he's going to be back anyway, man. That team's got too much talent to be as shitty as they are, man. There's no way Marvin Lewis comes back for another year. Probably not. All right, man, before we move on to our next NFL recap here, let's just take a quick time to flex. Time to flex. Jeff, I'm going to ask you some questions here. Maybe give me your answer. On this day in history, Robert Van Winkle has a birthday on Halloween, October 31st. You know who that is? Yeah. Who is that? Sounds really familiar. I forgot. <laughs> I'll give you a clue, man. He lives in Wellington. And he has oh, like Vanilla a, Ice. Yes. I knew. Vanilla Ice. Yeah, I was drifting. Has a birthday on Tuesday, Halloween, and how old is Vanilla Ice going to be? Oh, man. I'm going to see Vanilla Ice is going to be 52. Close, man. 49. All right. On the 1st of November, Larry Flint. You know who that is? Larry Flint. Sounds somebody with Detroit. <laughs> yeah, actually, he's the... The dude, uh, he was Hugh Hefner's little um, competition there. I mean, he was the dude that created Hustler magazine, the first guy to, like, show pictures of vagina. Yeah, obviously Hugh crushed him. Yeah, the vagina king, man. He turns, how old do you think? Oh, he's got to be 92. 74. Oh. Yeah, you'd think he'd be a lot older than that. Yeah. I'm surprised he's still alive, to be honest, but with all that moonshine crap he was drinking all those years. Yeah. Yeah, dude got shot, too. Remember, he was uh, in a wheelchair, handicapped from that bullet wound, yeah. All right, man, on the, th- on the third... We do a little TV moms here, man. Roseanne Barr from the show Roseanne and ran for president last year, I guess. How old do you think she is? Oh, she's got to be 57. 64. Damn. Marry one, bang one, kill one. All right, Jeff. Marry one, bang one, kill one. I had a feeling you were going here. You're damn right, man. TV moms. Roseanne Barr, Peg Bundy. Oh, yeah. Or Marie Barone. Marie Barone's from what? That'd be Doris Roberts from Everybody Loves Raymond. Raymond's mother. I don't remember her. So I'm going to kill her. I'll marry, <laughs> I'll marry Peg Bundy because I wouldn't be mine married to her. She's not that bad. And then uh, I guess I'd bang Roseanne Barr one time, knock it out. See, I think I'm going to go... Uh, yeah, Peg Bundy, I, I agree with you. I, I guess I'd marry that one. Because we got to tap it the rest of our life. I'd be feel, I feel comfortable about that. Yeah, bang one, I'm going to go with Marie Barone, man. I, just with her attitude, man, you know she's going to try to get that job done. You I don't know, know what who I mean? she is, so i got to kill her. Yeah, well, she's on her way. Oh, she already died, actually. So oh, be, damn, took her out already. Yeah, a little necrophilia, but hey, whatever. So, uh, And then with Roseanne, I think i just kill that one, man, because she just, that, that voice, man, there's two things I do not want to hear Roseanne Barr do, man. That's either play tennis or bang, because that voice is just nasty. Maria Sharapova, you ever you ever heard her play tennis? Not seen her, she's but heard good, her man. play tennis. Dude, she she sounds like she's just straight getting pounded, man. Yeah. I mean, my goodness. I wouldn't mind pounding that either. Agreed. Agreed. All right, back to the recap here. We got. Let's go Bear Saints. Yeah, let's do the Bear Saints, man. Yeah, go ahead. Felt like I was kind of right on Drew Brees. I'm right on that Bears defense is the real deal. You were pretty right on Howard how he crushed it. So uh, what do you think about Drew Brees? 60 home games straight, he threw a touchdown and came to an end yesterday. 299 he threw, no touchdowns. Disappointing day when we thought he'd, you thought he'd have a huge day. What do you think about that? 
I really, man, I'm really concerned about Drew Brees, to be honest. I own him in a couple leagues, and man, just disappointing. I mean, he's got the Bears, who are starting a rookie quarterback. What's this? Is this, what, his third start, I believe, for Trubisky? Yeah. Yeah, and man, I just thought, Saints are at home, in the Dome. Willie Sneed, healthy now. I know he's back from the suspension as of a couple weeks ago. I just thought, man, this is going to be the Drew Brees show. He's going to light them up. I mean, Mitch Trubisky, I think he, I thought he was going to have a decent game playing against the Saints in that horrendous defense. But, man, the Bears' defense is for real, and Drew Brees is inconsistent. That's, that's as best I can chalk it up to. Michael Thomas ended up having an okay game in PPR formats, went over 14 points for you. Willie Sneed, man, who was my daily play, one of my daily plays of the week. And I challenged you that Ted Ginn would do better, and Ted Ginn got two for 68, killed him. Yeah, because Willie Sneed didn't do shit. He had the same amount of fantasy points as I did. Kamaro had a nice PPR day. Found yes, the end he did. Zone. Ingram found the end zone. The two fumbles hurt him a little bit. I actually think that hurts him next week, too. I think Kamara, I wouldn't be surprised if Kamara started next week. Oh, yeah, I agree. Kamara was one of my daily plays of the week, too. He paid off for me. I, yeah. think, I think we have to say this about the Saints. Their identity's changed. They like to run the ball, and they play hard defense. And uh, Drew Brees it really had a good day, 23 for 28, just thinking the end zone, 299. I just think their identity's changed. And at the end of games the past five, six years, like you said, throw that out the windows. They would throw to win the game. Now they feel comfortable running the ball. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. And I, I don't know if it's, um, you know, unlike Marvin Lewis, Sean Payton seems to adapt to his football team. And Drew Brees is getting older, so I think re- relying on the run is definitely going to not only extend his career for Drew Brees, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to give the Saints a better chance to, you know, to, to stay in games with ball control. And if they could just work on that defense, man, I think they'd be a pretty solid, pretty solid team. Me too. I, I agree. Like uh, I like the call on Howard. You had a, you said for you thought he was gonna go for a buck fifty. We thought the Bears, but you didn't know Trubisky was gonna get fifty three of it. But Howard did a nice day. Mm-hmm. He did drop a touchdown catch at the end of the game again, which I would have put a better game. McBride, he had three for ninety two. Not really sure who he is, but Kendall Wright had a slow day. I think uh, once Inman gets activated, he yeah, I think he's a good person to look at. He'll be he's their best receiver talent wise already. Not even played it down yet. So I think uh, that. Could be helpful. Big gruesome injury by Zach Miller. He's probably done. They had to do that. You saw the emergency oh, surgery. They almost yeah. fighting to keep his leg. He might lose his leg. Did you see the play? How his leg? It yeah. Back. It, look, it looked like Gordon Hayward a little bit. No, not nothing like Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward broke a bone. He did ligaments and arteries and everything like that. A lot more dangerous. Oh, I'm not saying it was comparable. I'm just saying. Well, no, I am saying it was a little bit comparable. I'm no. just saying the way it physically looked. How his foot just looked like. Man, it was just. It's hard to describe. Tell you man. What, yeah, that was Zach, nasty. Zach Miller's a true man. When Beckham hurt his leg, he was crying. Gordon was crying. Zach Miller was on the cart just sitting there looking in the sky like, damn, I can't even that didn't even catch that touchdown. I caught that touchdown. I feel like he was thinking he didn't cry, didn't do anything, showed no emotion. I think he was thinking about I could have helped my fantasy owners with that touchdown because I know I got played by a lot of people this week. I did catch <laughs> it. What do you think about that? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He, did, he 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 just I what he's been playing eight years, six years. He's been in the league for a few years now. He's been around for a while. I think he's done. I think he's probably gonna retire. Such a great locker guy. I've heard. Just disappointing when players like that get hurt. Well, that leads me to this too, man. Because now that Miller's definitely done for the year after that thing, Adam Shaheen. Freaking monster of a man, dude. I mean, he's bigger than Gronk, man. But he's Diggs not as is there faster. too, I think. What's that? Not Diggs. Uh, Sims is there too. Yeah, I still think Shaheen is going to be 
kind of kind of the security blanket for Trubisky just because he's so damn big. You have to wait and see, though. I don't know if you really want to own anybody on Chicago's team besides uh, Howard. Oh, I agree. I agree. Maybe Inman, Flyer, if you have a position open. We'll talk about that later. I'm not, I'm not high on Inman, to be honest, man. I mean, dude, dude's 28 years old. Kind of came out of nowhere last year for us, for the Los Angeles Chargers. And I don't think he's going to do much in Chicago, man. I'm, I, I know a lot of people are high on him, think he's good. I don't think he's that good. I don't think he's that good. I yeah. think it was more opportunity last year with all the injuries. Well, I think if you can beat the curve and pick him up now, why oh, not? Just to have if you yeah. have an open roster spot? No, you're right. I mean, it's worth it's worth adding him for sure and just seeing how it plays out. I'm not saying that. He's got to be a top five waiver receiver this week. You can't put too many people above him. Only a handful we have in mind. I'm not picking just, him up. Just talent-wise? Well, well, we'll talk about that later. The Chicago offense... If you want to say the Saints are running the ball, Chicago offense, their entire game is based, is predicated on the run. I mean, th- th- that's what they do, man. They just run the ball. Yeah. I don't know how many op- how many targets Inman's going to get, even, even if he's, you know, even if he's in there uh, as the starting outside receiver or, wh- or wherever he lines up there. Obviously I'm just not can't sure how many start targets. Him. I think we have to see a week from him playing. But uh, let's knock out the next game, the 49ers at the Eagles, where I had that as a trap game. Looks like I was the one trapped. I was a little trapped in this one too, man, because I had Pierre Garçon going in one of my leagues, and man, leaves the game with an injury and didn't do stuff before he went out, man. It was just awful. Yeah, I think uh, Shanahan's trapping everybody on fantasy on that team. Talking about Breda, Hyde equal value, then they, then he just keeps playing Hyde more, but Hyde doesn't do anything, but when Breda does good, then Hyde does good. I honestly don't think, I don't even think he can play Carlos Hyde no more. Oh, I'm going to get to that too, man. Carlos Hyde, yeah, but real quick, last week on the show, we... There was a question that was submitted to us that said, which coach do you want to punch in the face? Kyle Shanahan's a guy I want to punch in the effing face, man. He has caused more shit to my fantasy team than any, any other coach going out there right now, man. Carlos Hyde looked like a fantasy steal the first three weeks of the season, and now he looks like a total bust. Is it because Hoyer's not playing, you think? No, I don't think so because Well, you gotta think about this though too. If if I, if we're if we have a team, we're a defensive coach and we're going in like, oh, we don't gotta worry about Hard. You have to worry about Hoyer more than Burhard because Hoyer was a veteran quarterback that could sling the rock and he's proven that he can win. CJ Burnhard's gotta prove something before you don't stack the box, correct? Yeah, you're right. It's got you gotta stack the box. But even in PPR leagues, I mean, you think with Bethard, you think that he would have these little dump off passes, yeah, you know Hyde, what I mean? Hyde's actually a really good catcher out of the backfield too. So I don't know what the hell they're doing. And Matt, and Matt Breida goes, you know, four catches for what? What do you have, like 40, 50 yards, something like that? I can't remember off top. in the TD. Yeah. It's like, what the hell are you doing, Shanahan? Go, you know what? Uh, I don't think you play anybody on 49ers moving forward. We'll see if what If I had to play a back, like. Hyde or Bre- Brady, I'm going to play Hyde. How about that? Yeah, I mean, Hyde is still somebody you're going to have to start probably based on where you took him, probably third round, fourth round, maybe. I think you're going to have to play Garcon, too, with these bye weeks coming up, too. A lot of top receivers going to be on bye. It's hard to play those guys. What about Wentz was a disappointment day? We had we thought he was going to finish huge this week, 211, two TDs and a pick. Didn't do great. I got, like, I've been on Clement for the past couple of weeks. He's starting to improve, got some more touch, outperformed uh, Blunt, but Blunt got the TD. Alshon finally made a showing, even only had two catches. Good thing one was a 53-yard touchdown. Ertz did his thing in PPR, another point, another game over 10 points. 14 points he ended up with this. Yeah. Yeah, man. Smallwood was irrelevant, like I said, right? Remember yeah, I said you know was going to have the better day? On Smallwood, he could be dropped in all leagues, man. He's terrible. 
I think they like Clement better moving forward, to be honest. I don't think they know who the hell they like because they keep throwing out somebody else each week. But at Smallwood, I'm done with him. I'm done with him. I think Blunt's the safest pick. And if you're in a PPR league, that's kind of roughing it right there. Yeah. Aguilar, the only safe plays there, I feel like, is Wentz and Ertz. Well, I think Aguilar is a decent flex play at the wide receiver. Alshon Jeffrey, I called this one on my daily plays too. He had a big game against San Francisco. Kind and, of. He had 153-yard touchdown. If he didn't have that, he would have had Yeah, it was scary. Nine yards. Well, that's why I'm thinking that. And I think Aguilar's got to be the de facto number one right now. I think he's got good chemistry with Wentz. Yeah, another because another year in the system. Yeah, yeah. They put a whooping on the 49ers. They won the game. So we'll see when they come up their next game. We'll see how they act. True, true. I mean, I, the the safest one I play is is Ertz and Wentz, and they're both starters every week. Obviously. Absolutely. Ertz is a top three tight end. Wentz is a top five QB. Looks like so far going forward. So yeah, and I think Aguilar's a flex play. Yeah. Maybe for you, not me though. Yeah, let's go on to um, let's go, go on to the, to the Chargers and the Pats. What? Chargers and Pats. You want to do Chargers, Pats, and then Raiders, Bills? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because the Patriots' defense. All right, this has been a rough week for them, man. Stephon Gilmore still out right now. Then they lose to Sh- uh, Dante Hightower for the season this week, and yet the Patriots' defense has only allowed twenty points in the last two weeks combined against Atlanta and the L.A. Chargers. Yeah, Chargers got robbed on a touchdown, but we'll, it is what it is. <laughs> I just don't know how they're doing it, man, because right now they're a no-name defense. I think that's what I think that's what's going on, no-name defense. When you're an offensive coordinator, you can't when, – when they had Gilmore, they're like, let's just throw it towards Gilmore. He sucks. Well, Now they can't do that. Butler has played better the last couple of weeks, but, man, there's this one, one guy, and I wish I could remember his name off top. Is it Base – not Basemore uh, – I don't remember, man. He's some guy, B-A-S. I know that. That's how his, his first letter is his last name. But, man, this guy who was on the scout team, this guy looks like a damn shutdown corner, man. He, he looked like he was Richard Sherman out there, man. He was in every – all right, Keenan Allen was on him a couple times. Uh, Tyrell Williams on him a couple times. I mean, he was just batting balls away from guys. I couldn't believe This guy came out of nowhere to do all this. Yeah, those guys didn't do anything, too. Keenan Allen's a big disappointment for us. We thought Rivers was going to – Rivers – did horrible. We yeah. kind of thought he was going to do good just because the pass defense. Melvin Gordon, people think he did great, but he had that one 70-yard run touchdown. If he didn't have that, he would have been oh, yeah. it was 60 rough. with 13 carries. But, hey, it is football. He got that. So Yeah, it was rough trading for Gordon, but that big opening play, I thought, man, Gordon's going to have a huge day today. But then nothing since that. Uh, I feel Travis like Benjamin. it almost looks like what – you, you, what's your opinion on this? It almost looks like Travis Benjamin has jumped Tyrell Williams – in the receiver depth chart towards targets because Benjamin used to be a, just a go route, but he looks like he's starting to run some routes and underneath. What do you think about that? Just because they're utilizing his speed and everything, you like that? I agree. You know who he reminds me of? A better version of Dexter McCluster. Remember Dexter McCluster yeah. for the Chiefs and they played for the Titans for a little bit? Yeah. Benjamin is being utilized now for the Chargers like an, like an do-all guy. I mean, dude's returning kicks or punts. He's returning... I mean, he's doing jet sweeps. He's, uh, you know, running intermediate routes. He's running deep routes. I mean, they, they just got him playing everywhere right now. And he looked pretty good aside from that dumbass. Uh, I think the ball might have been on the safety. goal line, but it is what it is, the safety. But like you said, PPR for him, he, he had a nice day. He had uh, 17 points and then got to add the rush in 14 yards. So he had like 18, 19 points yesterday. No, yeah, he did. He looked good. Hunter Henry. Disappointment. Uh, disappointment, he man. Good. With Hightower being out, you thought he was going to annihilate that. 
well, Hightower's more of like a pass rush guy. He doesn't really play too well in coverage. But, man, even so, you know who really stood out last uh, yesterday? And I couldn't believe my eyes, man. I actually was looking at my screen like, who the hell is number 45 for the Patriots defense? Because this dude, there was one play in particular, man. This dude just bull rushed two offensive linemen, laid them on their asses to go get Phillip Rivers. Do you know who number 45 is on the Patriots defense? He made some other good plays as well. No. David Harris, formerly of the New York Jets. Cool. Dude, looked like he wrote, he wound back the clock or something, man, because man, I, I was shocked when I found out that that's who it was. I was like, wow. I'll send you a picture later so you can rub one out to him. What's that? I said, I'll find a picture and send it to you so you can have your own time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about Brady did his thing, 333 with a TD, which still only one TD, nice day, but if you don't get bonus over 300 yards, not really that great. I did call the right running back. Rex Burkhead killed it, receiving seven for 68. White had five for 85, but Burkhead was on the field a lot of plays. Yeah, you know, that, that brings me up to my next thing, too, about the Patriots. And, well, first of all, their second-half offense was terrible. And Steve Kostowski almost cost them the game, man, just terrible with him. Yeah. But anyway, Chris Hogan leaves this one with an injury. He's getting an MRI today on that arm. I mean, it looked pretty bad. I mean... I think it's broken, but maybe not because you're getting MRIs. So maybe there's some ligament stuff in there. I'm not sure. Cooks was disappointing. How five for 27 is horrible. But th- check this out: the two top rushing players for the Pats was Lewis and Gillisley. Two top receiving players was White and Burkhead. All four running backs got their game in. Well, that leads me to this too, man. Because Hogan, it looks like he's going to be out, regardless of what we know about the MRI. He has right a broken now. arm. He's going to be out at least four to six weeks. So that that puts you at week 13, 14. Can't feel comfortable playing him in the playoffs coming back. Yeah, well, yeah, but that for between now and the fantasy playoffs, I mean, on that Patriots wide receiver depth chart, you got Danny Mandola, who's always banged up. You got Brandon list. Cooks, who struggles when it gets colder outside, man. Outdoors. Brandon Cooks going to have some big sho- shoes to fill. He's got to yeah. step his game up now. This is his time to shine. Maybe it's a, he's a good trade target, I think. What do you think about that? I don't know, man. I'm not With sure. The last couple of weeks, the way he's played down, and then you look at the Pats' schedule, they have some dome games coming up. I, I think he's a good opportunity to trade for. I think he is. I think you can buy him. Just because you could probably get him for a good price, and his, uh, his, his ceiling is huge. Yeah. Uh, I think you can get him for a better price right now than you will you know, next week probably because that wide receiver depth chart, I mean, I think, what is it, Philip Dorsett? Is what your number two or three receiver is now? Mitchell I mean, back you're still Gronk. Gronk's the number one receiver. Um, right. But now you got Burkhead and James White and Deion Lewis, who I think are get, gonna get a lot more play going forward because they have no receivers left right now. Malcolm Mitchell had a setback, so he's not coming back for a little while. I think if there's Patriot running backs on the uh on the waiver wire, Burkhead, White, or Lewis, I go add one of them. Preferably White or Burkhead. In your mindset, would you ever think Cooks would have five for 27? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean. Yeah. All right, let's jump on to the, uh, the Bills and the Raider game. The Bills' defense is for real. They're for real. Yeah. Derek Carr, man, like I said, it's just been a weird year. Been a weird he's overrated? Year. Mm, you know, I wonder... Yeah, maybe a little bit. I think he's still great. I think he's very good. Very good quarterback. I think he's going to be very good. But, man, I don't know what to make of it. I think Amari Cooper, I think he sucks. I think he had that one fluky game against the Chiefs. And you, we told him to trade. If you guys could trade him, trade him. And if you didn't, you're stuck with him starting him. 
I told you not to start him this past week. Crabtree came back to came back to end the game five for eighty three, just no touchdown. Like I called Washington would outperform outperform Rashard, which he did. He outperformed him on the ground as well as the air. Eight for sixty two in the touchdown, and then he had a uh, twenty six rushing. So it's a hell of a PPR day. Twenty two points, twenty three points. He, he he finished a top ten guy. Did I make a bold prediction? He finished top ten. Who? Washington or Washington? Did he finish top ten? Huh? He didn't finish top ten, did he? He he had to twenty two points PPR league. Let me see. He had to be up there somewhere. Damn, you're right. He finished number six, man. Wow. You know who finished seven? He'll never get this. No. Isaiah Crowell. Oh yeah, because he had that rushing touchdown. Yeah. McCoy was a top top dog running back yesterday. Came back to his old form. One fifty one in a TD. We he knew did. he'd do good. Nice matchup. Tyrod did okay. He got some good rushing yards, kind of helped you out, but uh, not really that good. He only got 165 in the TD. He didn't have to really have to throw it. They ran the ball a lot. Um, what do you think about, do you think Holmes is the receiver to go there? We thought Jordan Matthews might be something coming back, but he was irrelevant. It was Jones. No. They didn't really pass the ball that much. Passed the ball 20 times. Yeah. Who caught the ball? Three yeah, I'm for not Holmes, playing. Three for Zay Jones. Other than McCoy and Taylor, I'm not playing anybody on that Bill's uh, on that Bills offense until Charles Clay comes back. Yeah, and once he comes back, he's he's a nice little guy to have. So yep. that was pretty good, pretty good right there. So uh, I think the Bills are for real. They could contend. I think they're gonna give the Pats a good contention. They're gonna give someone a fight, good fight there for them. I, think I don't they, think, I think they happen. could finish. I know we talked about wild cards. I think the Bills will finish a wild card the way they're playing. Yeah, I agree with that. I think they could finish as a wild card team for sure, but. It's going to be tough. I mean, I think it's if San Diego loses another game, I think they're out of it. I think that's it for them. Yeah, San, San Diego. Or probably. the Chargers, LA Chargers, whatever. Yeah, I San know Diego. What you mean. Chargers, we, we haven't got used to it yet, but the Chargers will lose another game. And the Bills are what now? Five and two? They are five and two, I believe. Yeah, yeah. the Pats are five and two. And then really. Pats are six and two. Six and two. So the, the Bills are going to be. Well, the Bills got to be six and two. They haven't had their bye week yet. They didn't. I thought they had a bye week. I don't know. Anyways, they're 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 the probably the fifth seed right now, just because of teams. They're the best wild card looking. They're the I think they're the best team outside of division winners to make the wild card. Yeah, and Bills are five and two. Pittsburgh and New England have the best record, uh, along with KC and the uh, AFC. Yeah. So um, let's go. Let's go real quick to the to the, my shocking game of the week here, man. And I thought no. Let's hit let's hit the Cowboys Redskins and let's just talk that game. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. You want to hit the Cowboys because we just we're excited about that. That I know the Seahawks game. We were excited about that. It was a great game. I think uh, Zeke did his thing, man. He's 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 something else. That guy right there. He might have been the number one receiver running back. Was it him or Elliott? They're pretty close to each other, I think. McCoy was number one. Zeke was number two. Okay, yeah. Dad's disappointing. Four for thirty nine. He should have caught that diving touchdown. Terrence Williams sucks. Dax Prescott had a down game, only 143. Didn't throw a touchdown pass. First time in a long time at Cowboys Stadium, I think. First time ever, actually, maybe. I don't, I'm not exactly sure, but Zeke is the guy there, man. If he gets uh, spinning, it's going to be rough. I was surprised at the way the uh, Redskins performed in that day, man. They just The Cowboys defense came to play. Cousins, 263, a TD and a pick, kind of hurt. Rob Kelly, 19 yards, touchdown. Did you not know this? Chris Thompson going into this week was the seventh running back in standard. In standard? In standard. I wouldn't have guessed standard. PPR, I would have guessed, but not standard. 
So if he's makes sense. Yeah, but I think it's just that receiving man, eight for seventy six he got. That's another huge that's huge. If you think about it. And then he got eighteen on the ground. He's he's a he I think he's falling in the, the running back two category pretty now right now. Gotta yeah, be. he is. He's gotta be definitely he's gotta be an automatic start from here on, right? I don't know. I'd be hesitant on that because I like Rob Kelly in the second half of the season. I think they're going to start trying to pound the ball. I think they're going to going to. Yeah, I think they're kind of getting into form right now, even though they lost the last couple of games. Yeah, Cousins' disappointing day. I thought he'd do good against the Cowboys, to be honest. Yeah, Josh Doxson found the end zone on one catch for one yard and a touchdown. Hey, he got <laughs> but, a touchdown. Yeah, saved you with that, I guess. Yeah. Prior, one target, zero points. Garbage. Drop him. And on Dez, real quick, uh, real quick. Who would you rather have going for the rest of the year, Dez Bryant or Julio Jones? Hmm. See, that's hard because how about this? Can I say this? Julio yeah. without a Zeke suspension, with a Zeke suspension, Dez Bryant. Makes sense? Yeah, to a point it does. I that's... don't know. You know, actually, Julio, because I watched it because you know my wife, she's a Cowboys fan, so I watched the game with her yesterday. Dak Prescott and his initial reads, Dez is not his first option. You know why I think he that is? He reads the defense. Dak is a true quarterback who doesn't give a damn who your receivers are. He reads the defense, and he goes to his first read how he thinks is his best option. He don't go like Romo to Dez. Dez was a top-five guy every year, but without Romo, Dez is not that same guy. I think Dez is dropping towards the flex appeal. Yeah, I agree, man. And I think a lot of it has to do with there's nobody that takes pressure off of Dez Bryant on that offense. There's no other wide receivers that no. they are going to draw coverage, you know? Yeah, because Terrence Williams is garbage, Bryce Busser. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I, it's Dez is on the borderline, board, low line of our um, receiver two flex, high flex. You know, Let's I was never really one of these Dez Bryant guys. Like, I've never owned him in fantasy. and But he's got a name that everybody likes. Everybody I likes know. Dez Bryant. I've, I've always owned Dez, and I got him in two leagues this year, so... That's probably why I never owned him, because you always took him ahead of me or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, probably. Uh, but I've never been a Dez guy. But, man, I say if you can trade him, like in Dynasty or Keeper or I guess Dynasty Leagues, man, sell him while his name is still big and just try to cash in while you can. Yeah, Mike messed up in Dynasty. Norm offered him a second and a third pick, and he declined it. He's like, this is what Mike's response was. I'll just let him go to a free agency next year, let him bid his money on him. I'm like, why would you just take a, third a, fourth, a second and third pick just to have him? Yeah, he's a newbie. Yeah, so yeah. be worried. I think I do think Dez has a good matchups coming up, but we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what they're winning. If they keep winning, Dez doesn't freak out. But there was a couple plays in that third quarter. He held his finger up, going to the sideline with two fingers in there. You know what? What he was saying? What was that? Two targets. <laughs> That's what he was pointing. At. He had two targets, two catches. Yeah, and he finally got a third target in the fourth, which he should have caught that diving catch. I feel yeah. like he should have caught that. I remember that play up. But yeah. uh yeah, man, that's about all from them game them games. Jordan Reed was the bust, like I called. Yeah, I was wrong on him. Yeah. Got hurt, left the game. One one hit wonder. So uh yeah, that's about a wrap. Well on Vernon that Davis. I think Vernon Davis is a good ad now if Reed's gonna be out. Yeah, yeah, Vernon Davis is a solid play. Yeah. And just going real back to the quick to the Redskins real quick again. Jamison Crowder, man, finally has a Crowder like game. You know, I mean last year. Dude was money in the second half of the season, and a lot of people were high on him. I was heading into the season in PPR formats, and finally paid off for you in this one, man. Finally, with 13 targets, finishes with nine catches. 
Uh, he had 123 yards, good enough for 22.5 fantasy points, man. Yeah, he had a nice day. I totally skipped over him. That was that was about time. But do you feel comfortable starting him next week after all the ups and downs he's had this year? It's too hard. I think you got to see a couple more games to start him. Feel comfortable? You know, maybe flex. Oh man, my high is flex for him. Yeah, I'd feel okay starting him as a flex. I think. I mean, it's tough because they're playing Seattle in Seattle. But you know what? Let's go to Seattle real quick. Let's go. Let's hit this game now. <laughs> Yeah, man. All right, so in the preview show, man, on we, Friday, we I had Seattle wiping the floor with Houston, man. I thought no way is Deshaun Watson, a rookie quarterback, and that Texans offense and their injury play defense going to come up to Seattle and compete against the Legion of Boom. But you know what? The Legion of Boom is dead, man. That's over. That's done it's with. It's called the Legion of Doom. The Legion of Boom, yeah. It's, it's the Legion of nothing now, man. I mean, they're not even the Legion. They're just like... Four old guys trying to play football, I guess. I mean, Earl Thomas did look good. He did have a pick six. Richard Sherman had one pick and then one garbage pick. So two picks, I guess. I guess it still counts for IDP leagues. But, man, Deshaun Watson's a real deal. All I got to say, you're right, but I know I'm jumping base on this, but a couple weeks ago you were worried about Russell Wilson. I said after September he starts the ball. That's true. Yeah, he's been killing it lately, man. They got no running game, so it's kind of had to bend on, to fall on his shoulders. But Watson is on pace. Deshaun Watson is on pace to break Kurt Warner's record for most touchdowns by a rookie in a season. I think he does it. And that was the year Kurt Warner won the Super Bowl with the Rams. So do you, you think uh, Watson's going to win the Super Bowl with the Texans his rookie year? If they still had that defense, I would give him a chance. Yeah, if they had that defense, maybe. But I don't. I don't give. If them a they had a defense, here. I'd give them a good, good inside chance. But uh, teams, when they play them, they better become. They proved yesterday when you play them and you want to do a shootout, you better be ready to come. There's yeah. very few teams like to see like, pretty much Russell Wilson has no kind of offensive line that can put points up like that. How many teams in the league do you think can put up 41 points? Ten, maybe ten teams. Patriots, Saints, Lions, if they're right. But mm. yeah, I mean Washington, I suppose could. Not many teams. Yeah, not many. I'd say yeah, I'd say about ten teams that we could easily put or not easily, but put up forty one. Watson lit it up. If you have him, you pretty much hope you pretty much should win unless the other person has Hopkins or Fuller. The Hopkins. question you should have asked me was how many teams do you think can go up to Seattle and put up forty one points or thirty eight points? Just Houston. Yeah. I uh, just t- think that receiving core, man, Hopkins and Fuller, man, we keep saying Fuller's gonna come back to life. Maybe it's this week coming up. Oh, he's been back to life, man. He's been killing it. <laughs> come back down to earth, but uh, yeah, that's how I mean, come back yeah, to no, earth. that he, that he has it, man. Seven ca- seven touchdown catches on thirteen total catches for the season, man. Just crazy. Five for one twenty-five, two TDs, long of fifty-nine. Then your our boy Hopkins, eight for two twenty-four and a TD, long of seventy-two on a little bubble bubble screen was nasty. He just when he took off, it looked like he sonic boomed that Legion of Doom, didn't it? Yeah, man. He outran all those guys. Wasn't even close. Yeah, Hopkins was running all over those guys too, man. Yards after, after the catch were just insane in that game, man. Um, but yeah, Will Fuller, man, I don't know if he like kind of does some like sorcery shit or something, man, because he kind of like stole Martavis Bryant talent and kind of just put it in himself because he's he's this year's Martavis Bryant. Except with better hands. Clearly. Martavis he gets Bryant, behind though. the defense every week. How do you let him get behind you? I know, right? I, I have no idea. No idea. Let's go. Uh, what do you think about Foreman, man? Miller's the guy. We, we, we. Oh, I think, I think Miller still sucks, but yeah, I think Foreman is not, it's not going to happen for him this year. Droppable. Alfred Blue 
was uh, the next man up uh, to yeah. change it to offer a change of pace for that Texans backfield, and it wasn't Foreman. So, yeah, yeah, man, that's. How about this? If if I told you, text you last night, Wilson threw for four fifty two and four TDs, and then my next answer would be, Baldwin got six catches for fifty four yards. What would I say? You'd be laughing, right? I would. I would say, oh, Tyler, Tyler Lockett must have had a good game because that was a good call by me. Uh, he didn't find the end zone, but six for 120. Would you I'll ever think Baldwin would have six for 54, no touchdowns with Russell Wilson throwing for 452 and four TDs? Yeah, I would not have thought that because I thought Baldwin was going to have a good game too. Paul Richardson has two touchdowns. Jimmy Graham also finds the end zone too, man. It was it was surprising, I guess, that that Baldwin didn't find the end zone with all those other guys there. Do you think Lockett's pretty close to that uh, number one receiver there, or do you still think it's Baldwin's game? I think it's still Baldwin. I think Lockett's number two. I think Paul Richardson, yeah, he's had a pretty good year, but I think Lockett is uh, ascending. His targets have gone up each week. He's been close to having a couple big games, just couldn't. I know. think Lockett locks his, just locked him in as a starter for uh, fantasy. I think he's a safe flex play. Yeah, Easy safe because his upside's huge. Yeah, it is. Paul Richardson, he's got to be one of the top receivers this week, right? Six catches, 105, and two TDs. What's it? Yeah. What's it? Hopkins, Fuller than him, probably something like that? Or maybe? It's close. It was Hopkins, one. Juju Smith-Schuster, two, which we'll get to here in a minute. Will Fuller, three. Paul Richardson, four, man. Yeah. What a great game, man. What a fun game to watch. Oh, it was a great game to watch. Yeah. Back and forth, back and forth. No defense there. Yeah, there was a lot wasn't. of turnovers is the funny part. And you know you know who was uh, not great to watch in that game? Running backs. Yeah, Thomas Rawls, man. I thought he would, this would be a good game for him because that Texans defense still beat up, man. And Rawls is good for, uh, well, let's just say I had more fantasy points in that game than Rawls did. He had zero, minus 0. 0.1, man. Just Me too. I outscored him too. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Let's just say this. Russell Wilson was the leading rusher, four for 30. And next rushers was McKissick, four for six. Yeah. How about this? Point. Don't play running backs there. We've been saying that for weeks, to drop any running back you have there. Yep. Don't play anybody. Agreed. Let's go ahead and knock out, uh, let's talk about these, uh, this barn burner, the Steelers and Lions. Oh, yeah. Um, Do you think the Lions are regretting right now on that fourth down? If they kick that field goal, they have uh, oh, yes. 18 points, yep. and then I that Juju so. Smith 97-yard touchdown doesn't happen? Well, in hindsight, yeah, but even at the time, I was thinking, just take the points. Yeah, why wouldn't you take the points? It's it's 13 to 12. Take the points, and you're up yep. 15, 15, 13. Yep, and, and Roethlisberger's not like a gunslinger. He's not going to just he's – not, he's not like a Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or one of these guys are going to march the team downfield for 80 yards, you know. And I mean, if any, Roethlisberger is anything but clutch, you know, aside from that one Super Bowl against the Cardinals. I mean, what has he really done to come back late in games? Uh, that's your opinion. You don't like the Steelers. Oh, no, it's nothing to do with that. I like a lot of the Steelers players. I just think Ben Roethlisberger is not, at least at this stage in his career, is not a very good quarterback. When he, before that play call, he looked at the defense and he pointed out the defense to Juju where to go, and he was right there for the 97-yard touchdown. Yeah, yeah. He still got you 317 in TD and interception, so it wasn't a bad day. Bell was disappointing. Well, he found the end zone, but... PPR, he was okay. Bell, but as Bell is a... As a runner. Running back, we're used to 20 points. We got spoiled. We're used to 20 points, no less, every PPR game with him. For him to only put up like 15, it's kind of disappointing. 16. Brown was disappointing, 5 for 70. Like, you're going to call me crazy, but we're all huge on Brown playing when Bryant's there. But Juju Smith-Schuster can run routes, and he has great hands. I think he hurts Brown's value. I think he's going to take a little bit away from Brown. 
but he also could help Brown too because he has been playing so well. D- defenses are going to have to, you know, going to have to focus on Juju also. Yeah, you still stop Brown first. Oh, of course, of course. Um, I'm just saying, I think not fantasy, but real life with Juju coming out playing like this, I think that helps the Browns. Or, not the Browns. I'm just thinking all the <laughs> the bees on their team. Damn it. I think it Antonio helps. Browns, the Antonio, yeah, the the Antonio, Brown Antonio Browns. I think it helps the Pittsburgh Steelers as a football team moving forward for a Super Bowl contention this year. Yeah. With that pass defense still playing pretty good, that defense is nasty. Well, that pass defense is not very good. That's what we get to, too, because they were ranked the number one pass defense in the league coming into this past week, week eight. And I've been saying that based on the quarterbacks and teams that they've played against. I think Stafford at home can do that to any pass defense. We've, we've seen him do that to the Legion of Boom when they were great. Stafford's a different kind of quarterback. We know that. Come on. That's your opinion on that, man. I still think Pittsburgh's corners are way overrated. Uh, both Golden Tate and Marvin Jones both finished as top 15 wide receivers for the week. Marvin Jones finishes number 10, Golden Tate number 15. Where T.J. Jones figured finished then? Who? T.J. Jones. T.J. Jones finished number 18. So, Stafford yeah, you got three wide rock. receivers that are just beating down the Pittsburgh defense. Um, Stafford, 423, no TDs. What a... He could have had a monster day if he threw at least two touchdowns. He could have, yeah. I mean, he did carve up that Pittsburgh defense. And I don't think the Pittsburgh defense is bad. I think Ryan Shazier, Shazier is, uh, you know, one of the best young defensive players in the league. Yeah. How about Tate caught that ball, ran three yards, and dropped it? Yeah, yeah. <gasps> and a fumble. That killed it. That killed the momentum. It Let's did. just say I added Matt Prater and Finns up last night, and he, he gets solid for me. Yeah, he did. Um. But I do think Pittsburgh's defense is 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 good. I think it's a good defense. I just don't think it's anywhere near to being one of the top secondaries. I think that was just way. Name three secondaries better. Uh, I'll still take Seattle's secondary over them, regardless of yesterday. <laughs> uh, I'd take Denver's secondary over them. I'd probably take the Chiefs over them as well. I'd probably take the Bengals over them. There's a lot of teams that take over I don't know them. About the Chiefs, huh? I don't know about that. We're going to see about that tonight. Well, the Chiefs don't have Eric Berry, but, you know, I still like Peters and some of the other guys I have there. All right, we'll see. I think the Pats play them in a couple weeks, right? Yeah, they do. I wouldn't be surprised if they played in week 10 because the Pats get a bye, get ready for them. Like the NFL likes to do stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So let's touch base. Uh, That's a pretty good game, you know. Pretty boring, actually, but a couple good plays. Yeah, it was pretty boring. So let's let's touch base on our our game tonight. How are you feeling? Fantasy preview. Let's just do a quick preview of this game tonight. Uh, kind of bitter on this game still from last year. I lost the championship when Kelsey blew it for 160. Had that bubble screen for 80. Without that, I would have won the league. Well, I could say Zeke sitting after the first quarter kind of killed me last year, but that's irrelevant. We got a good game. The Chiefs won last three. Last time the Chiefs were at home, they won 33-10. to 10. I think probably going to be similar score. I think Alex Smith... Doesn't have that great a game. I think this could be more of a hunt game because the Broncos' rush defenses fell off a little bit. I get worried about Simeon. Thomas would be the safest play over there. CJ might be okay, but I could see prediction. I go, I'm going to go Demaryius, uh seven for seventy in a touchdown. I think it's pretty huge. CJ going to get about maybe sixty yards rushing. 20 yards catching. I think Hunt goes over 100 of total yards again. I'm going to put Hunt over a buck 50 total yards and a TD. And I think Hill is actually going to have a, a down game. I think Hill goes for five for 60. Smith comes back to life this week. What do you think? 
down to earth. I'm going <laughs> to, um, I agree with some of those. I'm going to give you some of my predictions here and some of them are close to yours. I like your D- Demarius Thomas seven for 70 and touchdown. I'm, I'm on board with that one. I like AJ Derby in this game, man. I think Derby's going to go for about six for 60, possibly find the end zone. And believe it or not, man, I like Jamal Charles in this one in PPR. I think he's going to get about six catches out of the backfield. I think Denver's going to have to throw the ball to stay with Alex Smith and the Chiefs. I, I agree that Smith comes down a little bit against that offense, against that defense, I mean, for Denver. But I think with Kareem Hunt, I think Kareem Hunt's going to have a big game. I agree, over 100 total yards. I like Tyreek Hill, though, on this one, man. I think some jet sweeps, Some I think it's going to be like a Travis Benjamin was uh, for the Chargers yesterday. I think it's going to be kind of all over the field making plays. What about Kelsey? Yeah, I like Kelsey in this one, too. I think he finds the end zone. There's two positions that Denver really struggles with, and that's tight end and running back. I think starts on Kelsey. I think, uh, I think Harris is, or I think Hill's too fast for him. Well, Hill's too fast for everybody. Yeah, he is. He really is. I think CJ has a good game as well. Not like a not like a great game or a very good game, but I think he's going to be solid. I think he'll get, I'd say about eighty total yards. So I think I'll get you ten points in PPR. Yeah, that's league. what I said about 60, 60 rushing, twenty catching, a couple yeah. catches. So we're about there to say. Yeah, I agree. All right, so who who wins and give me the score? Give me Kansas City at home, and I'm going to say twenty-seven, twenty-three. I'm going to go Chiefs at home, twenty-three, thirteen. Targets. All right, Jeff, give me five ads and five drops. Five up, five down. Dangleberries. They hang out the bottom of your ass, by the way. Okay, week nine. I think we're both on this. Our number one ad of the week is Juju Smith-Schuster, followed Agreed. by Marvin Jones. And then I'm going to throw Alex Collins, DeAndre Washington, and Dontrell Inman. Okay. I'm going to give you five right here, man. I agree with you on Juju Smith-Schuster. I agree with you on Marvin Jones. I'm going to go Tyler Lockett. I'm going to go Marlon Mack. And I guess Jamison Crowder. I get behind that. I like those guys. Yeah. How about this? My top five drops. Go for it. Martavis Bryant should not be owned in any league. Agreed. Percentage. For some reason, Andrew Luck is still owned in a lot of leagues. He should be dropped with Terrell Pryor. Unfortunately, Zach Miller, he's got to be dropped. I know he he was, a lot of people had hopes with Trubisky. And I'm going to go, you might call me crazy. I'm going to drop Amendola. Yeah, I don't think you're crazy. Like, let's go with that. Like you said a couple weeks ago, that IR team will be nasty because I'm assuming Zach Miller's going to be on the IR now too. Yeah, I'm just waiting for Jordan Reed to jump on there at some point. What about your drops? All right, my five drops here. I agree with you on Martavis Bryant. Drop his ass. Deontay Foreman, man, I don't think it's going to happen for him. Drop him this year, unless you're in Dynasty, obviously, your keeper. Sammy Watkins, go ahead and drop that bum, man. And Deshaun Jackson, I'm done with him. I'm done with him, man. That offense, stagnant. Not not playing him, not taking that chance. Too risky, man. And I'm going to go with the Bengals running backs. I know Mixon finished as a pretty productive fantasy running back this week. One long play. Yeah. I like the Bengals drop. If they had one running back solid and he was the starter and played the whole game, you could be okay with any of those three, but I get on board with all that too. You want to hit some mailback questions? Let's do it, man. You ready? Fire away. Mailbag. That right there is the mailbag. 
mail. Now let's talk about the mail. Can we talk about the mail? I'm dying to talk about the mail with you all day, okay? All right, Jeff. Number one, better wide receiver to own, Paul Richardson or Tyler Lockett from Steve in Milford, Connecticut? I'm going to say Tyler Lockett because I think Richardson got a lot of those plays because of the Baldwin coverage. So I'm going to go Tyler Lockett. I agree 100%. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if Richardson gets moved, by the way, before tomorrow. But we'll see. All right, number two. Should I sell high on Deshaun Watson? I have Drew Brees as my other quarterback, Carl, in Scranton, Pennsylvania. We touched base earlier. I think Watson, you got to hold him. Trade Drew Brees. I agree. I, I, yeah, I guess after this past week, man, I guess I would trade Drew Brees in that scenario. Yeah. But guess what? You got those two guys. Don't give them up for cheap. Make the team pay that doesn't have a quarterback. Agreed. All right, number three. I have Carson Wentz and Deshaun Watson in my Dynasty League. Which one should I trade to upgrade other positions? And who are some players you think I could get for either one? Like, just give out names so I can gauge the value. Thanks. Derek in San Diego, California. I'm going to say, I'm sure you're going to agree, I'm going to say Carson Wentz because he's a pocket quarterback, and I think Watson scrambles a lot. So those guys seem to have shorter careers, only a few people ever to have a longer than a five-year career. So trade Watson, because actually I think you get more value possibility the way he's playing this year, and people might be high on him. And I'm going to look for a guy that's been in the league around three, four years, because I'm going to tell you this. If I trade Watson, I want Hopkins. Yeah, I agree with you on Wentz. Um, I'd rather have Wentz and Hop and then uh, Watson, just because I think they're both great, but... Watson could be a durability problem down the road because he is a, a very mobile guy and he's not very big. So for that reason, I would keep Wentz because Wentz is just lighting it up and I just, I just like him uh, for longevity reasons. Now, for who I think I could get in return for Deshaun Watson, man, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, of course, I would like to get. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get him with Deshaun Watson just because, you know, wide receivers and running backs are so much more valuable. But if I could get... If I could get... Like a Kamara and a second or first round pick? I'd do that all day. All day I would do that. Um, yeah, I think that's a good, um, a good thing right there. Uh, another one, you know, this, call me crazy, man, but I would take Aaron Jones and a couple of draft picks as well. I think Aaron Jones next year when, with Rodgers back, I think he's going to be... He's definitely going to be on my sleeper list for next year, man. I like that because Montgomery's going to move more to the uh, receiver third down back. Yeah, I think they're going to phase him out, yeah, into that third down role. Yeah, Aaron Jones is just a much bigger back, and I think he's more, more, he's, he's a much better runner in my eyes, my opinion. I think you could get that. I think if you trade Deshaun Watson to the person who has Aaron Jones, you get a first-round pick with Aaron Jones and a second-round the following year. I think it, I think it would be like a Herschel Walker type of deal, man. I think you'll get a hell of a lot in return for that. Yeah. And I think it's something that's doable. Um, all right, let's go to the next one here. Who should I drop for Juju Smith-Schuster? I need wide receiver help very bad. Okay, so who should I drop? Aaron Jones, who we just talked about. George Kittle, Adrian Peterson. This is from Paul in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, AP. I knew you were going there. Or George, you don't drop Aaron Jones. You keep... I agree, you keep Aaron Jones. Because you can start both those guys. Drop, depending on your tight end situation, I don't know what you really have, or... You uh, you have Aaron Jones as your starter, I'm assuming. You got to. You can drop Kittle, Kittle or AP, whatever you want to drop, depending on your depth and tight end and running back. Would you agree? 
I, yeah, I, I dropped Kittle. I still keep AP just for depth because he is going to get a lot of touches until DJ or even if DJ comes back. But it's also going to be tough for Peterson, too, with no Carson Palmer, Drew Stanton, or Blaine Gabbert. It's going to be rough for Peterson, too. So I think if you need running back depth, I would keep Peterson drop Kittle because I think there's, Kittle's a dime a dozen out there in the tight end pool. So that's where I go. I drop Kittle. Uh, what about this one here? We got another one, number five. Better waiver wire target. Rex Burkhead, Juju Smith-Schuster, Marvin Jones, or Tyler Lockett. This is a PPR. Man, uh, Chris, league, I wish we were in that league because... Dave in Newport, Rhode Island. And if you, like, we, we talk about ads and drops. We just try to go as a country-wide thing. But, like, for example, none of these guys are available in any of our leagues because that's how far depth people in our leagues are ahead of the game. But, obviously, Juju's got to be the one to be added for me. Yeah, he's got to be the number one ad for this week, especially uh, among the wide receivers. And our our leagues, people are usually like a, a one to two weeks ahead of time of ads and drops. That's true. Yep. Um, yeah, and I said last week. I said last week, pick up Tyler Lockett. I'm gonna go. How about let's just do order: Beck's hit, Burke head fourth, Jones third, Lockett second, Juju first. Yep, I agree 100. percent That's how I would rank them. Good. All right, number six, grade the trade, Dynasty League. I traded Jarek McKinnon, Doug Martin, and Des Bryant for Deshaun Watson, Alvin Kamara, and Josh Dobson. Terry in Panama you, City Beach, Florida. Terry, you live in Panama. Can you give us our address so we can send the cops there for rape? <laughs> yeah. What do you um, think? Is that the correct statement? I, I like the trade, man. Yeah, We I can't even grade that trade because it's out of this world. Yeah, I think it's an A plus plus, man. I would definitely. You just set your team up for the future. For some absolutely. Domination. Absolutely. Have <laughs> getting Deshaun Watson, Kamara, and Doxson for Jarek McKinnon, who this is probably going to be his best year in his career. Because once Cook comes Doug back, Martin McKinnon's on the irrelevant. Huh? Once Cook comes back, McKinnon's irrelevant. This guy might be trying to win now this year, but you that's what it looks like to me. You did a great job, Terry. We love the trade. Yep. Good job. All right, another great the trade here, PPR league. I sent Golden Tate and Devontae Freeman for Jordy Nelson, Carlos Hyde, and Terrell Pryor. Amy in Norfolk, Virginia. Um, you want to join our league next year? <laughs> um, that is bad. I'm going to have to give that an F. Yeah, it's... You know, Tate and Freeman haven't exactly lit the world on fire. Majority's got quarterback issues now. Carlos Hyde is just... Pretty bad. much what you're doing here... You're, you're, you're swapping Tate and Freeman for yeah. Hyde and Nelson. I'd rather have Tate and Freeman. If Rodgers was still playing, I think you'd be okay. Give, yeah, like, it's a D. But you would have never traded. Or an F, even. Yeah. You would have never traded Jordy. It's not a good trade. I think you trade. lost. I'm, yes. I'm going to go... Especially in PPR. Yep, that's a definite I'm going to go D-, minus just because we have to wait. I'm just going to go D. We have to wait to see what Hunley can do after bye week. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Freeman... Is obviously having a huge down year, but Tate is still going to be good. Yep. Agreed. All right, moving on. Better add for this week, I suppose. Marlon Mack or Juju Smith-Schuster? Mitch in Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm going to have to say, what do you need more back? I think Juju is going to perform earlier. But if you have depth at receiver and you just want to get a Mack for Mack in a couple weeks, Maybe a month might be the lead guy there. But obviously, Juju's the number one ad this week. I agree. But longevity, I think Marlon Mack could be better for you in the playoffs. Depending on your depth, what I'm saying. You know, if, if Andrew Luck comes back, if he does, and I don't think he will, but if he does, 
Say he comes back by week 12, week 13, right? And I know it's risky. I think max value is going to go up a pretty significant bit because I think Andrew Luck's going to just spread the field more open for those guys because he's going to obviously spread the defense. And I think Matt could have a lot of value in PPR leagues. But, yeah, yeah no, definitely Juju Smith-Schuster is the better ad right now. Yep. All right, moving on. Is it time to drop or trade Joe Mixon? Stacy in Cincinnati, Ohio. You know where I stand with this one. If you can get something for Joe Mixon, do it. But I'm dropping them. If it's a dynasty league, it didn't, didn't dynasty, specify. Dynasty, you keep him, obviously. Well, if it's a dynasty league, I trade him because he's still like like Des Bryant. He's a he's a hot name right now, a name that's been in the news. People know him. I would trade Joe Mixon if I could. And in a redraft league, I drop him if there's Marlon Mack or Juju Smith Schuster out there. Because, yeah, me too. Yeah, I just don't feel comfortable with his workload, his usage, and what the hell Marvin Lewis is doing. Guys, you know a good thing to do. Because when you have a, a player like that, a Joe Mixon or, you know, someone might like him in your league, drop him before waiver claims, like on a, like today, drop him or even tomorrow morning. So people, when they look to add people, they see that name. They might pick them over somebody you want. Yep, that's a good strategy. I like it. I see that happen all the time. Yep. I was trying to do that with Wendell Smallwood the other day, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, moving on to the next one here, number 10, best fantasy trade you ever made Gary in West Roxbury Massachusetts um best fantasy trade I guess we're talking about value wise are we talking about value wise Chris um I, I guess, guess which whichever years the best ago, trade I is traded, that you feel AJ Green was having that toe thing so I traded more for AJ Green and AJ Green killed it the rest of the year but I guess best trade I kind of like the trade I just did for Fournette yeah I think it's based on your team because like People might not like this, but I traded Derrick Henry, Big Ben, and Fuller for Fournette and Cam, which I have Tyrod Taylor on my bench because I wasn't sure if, if I had, I, I just was able to pick him up because of Rodgers got hurt. But my running backs are Hunt and Martin, and, and my receivers are Hopkins and Green. Now I have Fournette, and Martin's a hell of a flex pay when you have those two guys, and my tight ends break. And then I got also I picked up T.Y. Hill and Murray off waivers people drop for some reason, so... Mm-hmm. I kind of like that trade just because of what it does to my team. Yeah. For me, the trade that stands out the most, uh, well, there's two, actually. I guess I can go through both of them. Uh, the first one I'll do is 2012. I traded Lamar Miller. for uh, That was his rookie year, 2012. I traded him for Marshawn Lynch. Remember that? No, I don't remember. It was in the, it was in the Muggs League. That was the year that you won it with AP, yeah. Remember? Yeah. Anyway, so that one came to mind. And well, I was going to say, as of recent, uh, you know, best fantasy trades. But um, I'd say probably the most significant one I did was probably 2004 when I traded, I think it was Willis McGahee. And I can't remember the receiver. It was a receiver I threw in there, too. It might have been Santana Moss or Lavernius Coles. is one of those two guys, I believe. And I traded him to the guy that owned Larry Johnson. This was week two of the season. Killed it. Yeah, Larry Johnson killed it for me that year, man. So that's, that's got to be probably my number one. But that Lynch trade for Lamar Miller, Lamar Miller had a lot of hype in 2012. People were saying, oh, 1,500 yards rushing for Miller. And got him for uh, beast mode straight up, and it worked out pretty well. I remember the one trade I robbed Didn't you on. Didn't win the league because you ended up winning that league because yeah, you had a hell of a draft with AP in the third round coming off the ACL, and he went over 2,000 yards. But it was I a good me- trade. I remember that one trade I robbed you, and when I got a, 
I traded you Aaron Foster for Frank Gore, and Aaron Foster was out. <laughs> the next day they released, he was out for the year. Arian Foster has always let me down. Yeah. Every so, time I've had him. That was good. That was some good trades. We've had some good trades. We've you know, also I've, I've, I've had some bad trades. There I've was... only owned Foster his whole entire career since 2008. Every year that I've owned uh, Arian Foster, he has uh, been injured every single yeah. time. Every I, single time. I can cap a trade where I kind of hurt my league. The one year I was a fins up, I went 12-1. and one. The reason I lost is because everybody was on by that week is when I traded for Pate Manning and I had Tony Romo. I was 12 and 1. Scored, oh, yeah, I remember I scored that. everybody. Had the bye. First round of playoffs, I started Pate Manning after he sucked the past two games, hoping he would turn around. And I lost that week by like 10 points. And Romo dropped for like 40 that week. And Pate Manning dropped like 12. I would have won the league easily if I played Romo. But for some reason, it fins up. I always like to do trades that hurt me. You ever notice that? <laughs> sometimes. It we'll just see. works out that way sometimes. Hopefully, this trade doesn't hurt me this year. I think you'll still be okay. Um, play still. All right, moving on to this last one here. Favorite fantasy player you've ever owned and favorite fantasy player of today. And give me a fantasy player that you like going forward, Joe in Biloxi, Mississippi. I think you know where I'm going to go with this, Chris. My favorite guy in 2011 or 12 was when I drafted AP in the third round. He uh, crewed me to the championship. Yep. I yep. finished 6-7. Six and seven. Six in the regular seed. I was season. the sixth seed. I was the highest scoring team. And... I got the most points scored against me. So that just tells you, like, I scored more points than anybody in the league, but more points got scored against me. That's why I finished six and seven. But once the playoffs came around, I think I averaged beat everybody by 60, 70 points. Right, Chris? Yeah, you did roll through the playoffs. Yeah. Luckily, lucky, luckily you snuck in there at six and seven. Yeah. Well, we knew, we like, we knew if, like, uh, with the points, I was going to make it as long as I had the record. Yeah, I remember everybody on draft day that, that, that year was uh, giving you bunch of crap man for taking ap i think it was was it the top pick of the third third round or i was the second pick overall second. i remember i took ray rice jimmy graham then ap yeah second pick of the third round and yeah then Vincent yep. jackson the fourth but that's the year though i picked up kaepernick when my quarterback got hurt and as well as i picked up uh randall cobb and they they cruised me to the championship those guys in the playoffs and i picked up and i drafted seahawks defense everybody's like you taking the Seahawks defense? I was like, don't worry. And that's when the Legion of Boom came to life. That's true. You were high on them. And I was high on the Bengals that year, too, who also had a good defense back then. I remember that very vividly, actually. And what about... Well, you know, I guess let me answer this one first. The favorite fantasy player that I've ever owned... And I think it's going to have to be the 2007 Randy Moss. That was pretty exciting to watch every, every yeah, week. Yeah, you killed it that year with him. Yeah. And you know who I thought you were going to go with? Remember in 20, I think it was 2011, was it 2011 or 2010 when Tebow was a quarterback in Denver and uh, you had another quarterback, I forget who it was, it may have been Hasselback or somebody. And yeah, that and was the league I was in. Tebow the whole year? That was the league I was in and they like, you only get 20 ads for the year and they forgot to inform me, it was the league I entered for my buddies and they didn't inform me because I was adding everybody, getting all these free agents, Chris was like, what, I want to be in this league and then like after week eight. They're like, oh, you get no more. I try to add something, like, you get no more ads. I'm like, what? Because yeah. I got 20 ads. So I had to trade somebody, and he picked up Tebow, and then Tebow killed it for me. Yeah, it was. I remember that being pretty interesting, though, just uh, kind of exciting, I guess, because you never know what the hell Tebow was going to do because he put up three points until the last five minutes of the game then ended up with, like, 20 points. Yeah, I dropped out of that league, too, because I was stupid. They set me up for failure. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, the second part of this question here, favorite fantasy player of today? Hey, who was your favorite? Oh, Randy Moss. Favorite fantasy player of today who I liked the most? Mm-hmm. 
Are we gauging that I want to draft? I guess of all the players in the NFL, um, I guess it would be who's your favorite player, who's your favorite fantasy player right now, whether you want them or not. How about this? I like, I don't have a favorite player to fantasy, but I like watching Kristen McCaffrey play. Okay. So I, I like watching him play as a fantasy player. Can I say that, I guess? Yep. I For me, it's a toss-up, man. And I would put Landry there, too. I like I love watching Landry to play, and, and I own him in a couple PPR leagues. Me and you both like him in PPR leagues. We usually mm-hmm. get him late for some reason. So we like watching him play just because the grit. Yeah, for me, I, I have a 1A, 1B, and it's going to be David Johnson and Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, I like Gronk playing, too. Yep. Now, how about going forward? Any young guys you like going forward in fantasy, whether they're relevant right now or not? Going forward, I guess what we're saying, if I was based a team on my dynasty, I really like that I have Russell Wilson as my dynasty quarterback going forward. Yeah, I'd like... Um, That's why I'm shopping Derek Carr. I think Todd Gurley's my favorite guy going forward right now for the future of fantasy. I think he does it all, man. Catches the ball, runs yeah, he's up the middle. I mean, last year was a very down year for him, man, but oh, I love Gurley. I like it, man. I like it. Yep. That's pretty much it for the show, man. Let's uh, get out of here and... Um, Let's go do our homework, man, and prepare for uh, week nine, man. Got a lot of stuff to get into this week, too, man. I'm looking forward to it because... Sounds good. Man, like I said, scratch everything we think we know because this is a completely different year than what I'm accustomed to seeing, man. Usually it's a slow, gradual change, but, man, it's it's just so immediate, especially with all these rookies playing well, man. So it's a lot to dive into here. We're going to get into that later on in the week. So, Jeff, man, I will see you in a couple days. We'll hit on the, uh, the week nine preview show. And everybody else, man, good luck on the waiver wire. You know who to add and who to drop. We'll see you in a couple days, man. See ya. Dodgers in seven. Peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Flex. Subscribe on iTunes and Google Play Music. Visit FantasySportsStudios.com to get your fantasy sports fix and interact with the show. Follow us on Twitter at Fantasy S Studios and on Facebook at Facebook.com backslash Fantasy Sports Studios.